Welcome to Spotty Translation, the only anime podcast where half the panel hates anime, but they love puppets. I'm your host, Zach, and with me today once again is Brian. Hello, Brian. Hi, Zach. So I'm thinking what we can do one episode is you can have Steven on, but just introduce him as Brian anyway, uh, <laughs> and then just never mention that he's not me and just call him Brian the whole episode. But the only so difference just... is he spends the entire episode insulting anime and this yeah. show. Uh, and maybe just make him like you know watch like maybe like episode seven or something and like you know like and only that episode and, and yes. he's just completely lost. So yeah, Stephen, my brother, actually wandered in while I was watching this last episode and looked at the screen. And he's like, "That's so cool!" So he was <laughs> he was amazed at how it was puppets. He was yes, he was very fascinated by it. So who knows? Maybe he enjoy and- it. I, I and I and I now feel bad for not actually like bringing this to him when when we did the show because <laughs> all I did was just make him watch really bad anime. Pretty but, much, yeah. Oh well, you you learn, you live and learn. Exactly. And speaking of living and learning, I have <laughs> learned something over the past week, Brian. Uh, what? A listener of the show, uh, Yin, a good friend of mine. Uh, brought up that we're very confused about the names in this series. Uh, yep. Meaning that I'm switching back and forth between like various names for each character, mm-hmm. and that is very confusing for us, very confusing for the listener. And so I'm going to try to get just uh just some names for us to use from now okay. on. Um. So you I know, think that it doesn't help that one of the primary characters' shtick is that he has a billion different names. Like yes. Yes. Yeah, in our defense. Which, which will come up this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so speaking of that character, our 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 friend in white with the pipe, I yeah. think that we can just call him Crow. Crow, I like it. Crow. Yeah, Let's because go. since his name translates to the austere snow crow. Uh, for our protagonist, I was thinking, uh, even though his name is Shofu Khan, his name means unconcerned with dying young, and I was thinking we can either call him young or we can call him uh, death, and I think young is a little better. I think but. young has a better sound to it, much as I like death. Uh, yeah. I feel bad calling the protagonist of the show death. So. Yes. Go with young. Death becomes him. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, young. So, uh, and then whilst I was whilst I was very tempted to just keep... Um, uh Don Fei as such, we should probably mm-hmm. keep it uh all together. So I'll just call her like Kingfisher from now on. Ha ha ha. Yeah, because that's the name I've never understood. Let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just let's just call her Kingfisher. Okay. Uh our friend, um uh, the archer, let's just call him Sharpshooter. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh our friend with the spear, let's call him Frozen Wonder. Okay. Uh and then who did I uh are we forgetting yeah. someone the villain yeah yes yeah, so um so the character that will appear in this episode i have a name for her but i will bring that up later okay what uh, about uh what about the main villain should we call him bones yeah. yes yes i actually yeah like i actually had bones down for i him. like it okay yeah, so we'll just call him bones and then we'll call his female lackey uh we will call her what like um something huntress uh, huntress huntress yeah that's what i thought yeah all right so yeah, let's just so run through just... this we've got crow yep which is the yeah the guy with the pipe we've got young yep. which is our mm-hmm. protagonist we've got sharpshooter who is the guy with the bow that fits yes um we've got uh kingfisher who's a mysterious mm-hmm. girl frozen wonder who's the funny blonde guy 
and then mm-hmm. Bones is the main villain, and his sidekick is the Huntress. Yes. All right. I think we. I think I can remember that. Considering I just okay. remembered that. Okay. Okay. So with that out of the way, let's get into episode three: the Woman in Night Devil Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to be listen... her name, the Woman in Night Devil Forest? <laughs> oh, geez. No, that would be <laughs> that would be the worst. Yes. Um. So this episode began as uh, last week's ended. Mm-hmm. Uh. With Young being targeted by a sharpshooter with yep. with with his bow, asking yep. him if he really is Young, and yep. he says, "Who wants to know?" And then he, and then he lets go of his, and so he lets go of the arrow, yeah. and we find out now in the thrilling conclusion that the uh-huh. arrow was intended for a villain behind him, hiding behind that rocks. Was the copiest of cop outs for dramatic endings, but hey, <laughs> it's a serialized drama. I'll give him a few of these. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's just, you know, taking out the uh, last dude. T- yeah. Yep. And at this point, we learned that Sharpshooter uh, has arrived on the scene because he received a message uh, mm-hmm. that 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 told him if he ran into Young to help him out. So those are probably those birds that Crow sent out, right? He sent out a Most- bunch of birds. Yes, it yeah. is. Uh, even though it's not, it, even even though it's not explicitly stated, it is basically confirmed later on in the episode that he did receive one of these letters. Yep, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and what's actually really interesting here, though, is basically as they're talking, Crow shows up um, uh, with Kingfisher, basically being like, basically, uh, they confirm that they're all now a team. Uh, but at this point, though, Sharpshooter asks him. What are you calling yourself now? Yeah, I love that was such a Gandalfy moment uh, of just that idea that this guy has a habit of just bringing different names around. I also love the implied history between those two characters. And this whole scene I really enjoyed because everyone just talked like they knew what was going on and and knew each other, except for Young. And they just kind of left him behind. That that was a fun part. I really enjoyed that. Yes. Which, of course, has the point where basically... They now know their. Um, uh, they now know where they need to go. They they need to go to the Demon Spine Mountains. And Young is like, "Well, I'm gonna go by myself." Oh, and then course. they're like, you're, "And then they're like, you're going the wrong way." And then he's like, "I'm going the wrong way." And then he's like, "Don't follow me." And they're like, "We're following you." And yep. he's like, "Well, do what you want." Mm-hmm. This is like so. Basically, Crow is the worst DM you could have in a D and D game, <laughs> where he's just like, "Ah, you can pretend to make your own decisions, but I'm gonna railroad you whether you like it or not to do the exactly. the quest I have in mind." So yeah. Uh. So. We now get into, I guess, what is what what I would consider to be the meat of um, uh, this episode. Because they're eating. The, yeah, it's funny. Yes. Uh, the meeting uh, in the tea house to uh-huh. where they are now discussing their game plan. For they all have the same goal now to get to the Demon Spine Mountains to get up to the top where Bones is and take yep. the sword piece from him. To protect the sword that Kingfisher has to guard. Yep. Uh, we learn here that the uh, that Bones uh, lives at lives on the border of the human and the demon world, and that this tower was actually once uh, the study of a powerful sorcerer, which he may or may not have killed, but he can use the powers that this sorcerer used, including mm-hmm. speaking to the dead. Yep. Just, it's a good sorcerer thing to do. Also, this entire scene um, 
was basically me realizing you're right zachary this should be a video game this entire thing felt exactly like a video game <laughs> just like here are the three yeah. challenges we have to beat but we need specific party members to do it it was great yes yeah so uh at this point it's revealed that uh normally bones and his lackeys get to the tower by by flying on these on these winged beasts which uh-huh. is how they get past the barrier that 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 was erected by the sorcerer to prevent people from getting to his tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we, we, yeah, so as you said, we now have three challenges to get past, which you need a specific skill to get past each challenge. Uh-huh. The first of which is the Valley of the Dead, which is overrun by zombies, which requires the the talents of a necromancer to put them to sleep. Yep. Uh, which, 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 as they mentioned, they do not have a, they do not have a necromancer on their side, but we will have one soon. Uh, second challenge is the Valley of the Doll, which is basically a giant rock golem. Mm-hmm. That is, that has a, a, I guess you Power could say. Power source? Yeah, it has like, it, yeah, like it, it, it has a gem at the nape of its neck, and the goal here is to have sharpshooters shoot it out. Yep, and then it'll, you know, die, which is yes. useful. Yes. And the final challenge is actually the worst, and this is the Labyrinth of Darkness, which is, as it states, a labyrinth, but if you make one wrong turn, you will be lost forever in this labyrinth with with no hope to get out. See, that's... But, yeah, that to me was like, you know, they're like, oh, this is kind of dangerous, and there are some zombies here that'll kill you, and it's like, if you take one wrong step, you'll wander lost forever. It's like, whoa. They, I don't know, the wording of it was like, you're going to be trapped in another dimension um, for eternity oh, or something. Sure. I mean, it's like, you know. Jeez, that's really well, dangerous. It's a magic thing, right? Yes. So, I mean, like, you know, like, I would assume that if you, like, you know, take, like, you know, one wrong turn, then basically, like, the magic, like, oh, seals yeah. off the right it's path just like, you. That's a really bad fate. <laughs> you really, yeah. Like, I would not, at that point, I might be like, you know, maybe I'll just hope that this clan doesn't kill me. Because that sounds way yeah. worse than trying to, trying to fight this clan. But, hey, Young is kind of dedicated at this point. Yes. I wanted to rewind uh, real quick. I was curious about okay. the golem doll. They, they mm-hmm. like they showed a little footage of it. Like, is that mm-hmm. a puppet? Or that do you know? is yeah, that's actually a CG thing. That's what I was wondering because it yeah. kind of moves in the same kind of framey way that the puppets do, or the same kind of you know blocky way. But I was wondering if they did CG yeah. for it because it's pretty loud. I do, I do wish that they used a puppet, but I think that that thing might be too big to be one. Yeah, that's what I was wondering yeah, about. So, so yeah, okay. I just went with yeah. So, uh, but. But, like, you know, once they actually do get to it, it is a pretty neat spectacle, though. So Sweet. look forward to that. Um, but, of course, though, the labyrinth, there is a way to get through it, though. Because, as we all know, every magic thing meant to trap people forever always has a key. And this is something called the Soul Echo Flute. Yep. Uh, which we don't know how it works in the labyrinth. We just know that it'll help you get through it. It'll be explained later. Uh, <laughs> and... All we know is that the person who has it is very far away at the moment and uh-huh. probably has not received their letter yet. Yep. So that leaves them looking for the necromancer. Yes, which they uh which which they need to get to the necromancer whose name is Shinghai or Kegai or uh her English name is uh Knights um uh, Lament. Okay, are we going to call her Knights? We're gonna call her Knight. Aw, <laughs> Knights would be Stephen would be too happy by that. Dreams delight. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, so we will... So, yeah. Uh, and all we know is that she is a necromancer, of course. At this point, though, Kingfisher voices uh, some complaint basically being that, uh, like, you know, we do not need to rely on necromancy. Mm. But, of course, Crow is just like, well, you know, our our goal requires the best of the best, and she is the best at... Being a necromancer. At, at what she does. Yeah. Um, which, of course, Sharpshooter and... Uh, for, and um, uh, and um, Frozen Wonder both also are like, you know, like, but, you know, uh, she's weird and gross. Uh. Uh-huh. And Crow's just like, ah, you guys are worrying too much. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but before they go to fetch Knight, um, uh, at this point, like, though, Kingfisher comes in to Young's room and basically has a small chat with him, uh, specifically about how he doesn't exactly believe her story. Um, yep. about the sword being this magical, wonderful, world-ending sword, because, as he explains, in his travels, he has seen many a person claiming to have a magical, mystical sword, and they, uh-huh. and most of them, and most of them, that's important, most of them, have ended up being fake. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, that he didn't say all of them were fake. Yeah. It's not that he doesn't believe that magical swords exist, he just doesn't believe that this is necessarily a magical sword. Um, yes, which would be a very interesting plot twist if this was actually a fake magical sword. Um, <laughs> I imagine Bones would be very disappointed by that. But yeah, uh, which which of course though he does actually chastise her at this moment though and telling her that if she wanted uh, to protect her brother and her land, they should have just used the the, the sword on Bones when he yep. showed up. And she's just like, but you know, like it, but like you know, it's 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 a taboo to use the sword. And then basically he's like, well, you know. That's your problem. Your, yep. your, your brother probably died for nothing. He's like, listen, lady, I stole an umbrella for a Buddha statue. I've broken every taboo there is. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Um, which, of course, at this point, uh, we see Young uh, leaving his room, and then uh, Frozen Wonder is spying on them, but it's revealed that he's finding, or either that, that he's spying on them due to Kingfisher, because he has of course. somewhat of an interest in her. Yeah, um, so something I loved about this scene is Frozen Wonder is obviously the comic relief character of the Fellowship yes. here, um, and comic relief characters in anime especially tend to like have super over-exaggerated animation. Um, they yeah. wave their arms around a lot. They jump around a lot. They jump in and out of frame. Like it's kind of a big part of the humor style. Seeing that as a puppet was delightful. It was <laughs> seeing him kind of like lean nonchalantly against things and dance around and wave his arms. It's just like, oh, this is great. This is way better than like actual animation. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, but we do get a bit of um, a bit of a character moment for for him though here because we learned that um uh, frozen wonder like he does he he does like kingfisher he does think that she's cute and he does want to be with her but he also wants to to be with her because doing so would make him famous yeah he seems to be very status oriented yes i could see him uh, being i mentioned before having a traitor among in their midst i could see him being a traitor i don't know yeah something about him yeah that yeah that does seem yeah, it really does seem like he would he would be like the first two turn tail. Yeah, if you got a good enough offer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we cut to next day with them going into um the night the night the night devil forest to go to go fetch night. Uh, at this point, 
we get a warning from her. A little a little glowing, like disembodied head of her floats above them and mm-hmm. basically is like and basically is like, do not like you know, like like you know, like do not come further into my force. This, yeah. th- this is my domain. Leave me alone. I kind of want to record that as my voicemail message on my phone. <laughs> but the problem is no one will understand Japanese, so I guess I won't yeah. do that. <laughs> Uh, which of course, this is actually one of my favorite moments to where basically Crow was basically just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, guys, like, you know, like, don't worry about this. This is basically just like, you know, like her nameplate. Uh-huh. Yeah, she just leaves us here for everyone. Yeah. Uh, which of course brings up, um, to when, uh, to when Sharpshooter and Frozen Wonder bring up the stories they've heard about her to where basically, like, you know, like, she grinds up babies to make to make, like, you know, like, a youth elixir, or she has, like, you know, killed, like, hundred men to make a doll. Uh, mm-hmm. And basically, mm-hmm. Crow's like, you know, like, uh, those are all just stories. Like, you know, like, um, uh, like, like you know, like, um, uh, like humans, demons can be good or bad. And yep. just to think that all demons are bad, like, you know, that's sort of like, you know, that's, that's kind of racist of you, man. Yeah, it's a little prejudiced. <laughs> Uh, to which, to which then he comes, to which then he reveals a bit more about his character, to where he says, um, uh, that anybody can be forced to cooperate if you give them the right offer. I like that. He's like, they don't even need to share our goals. I just need to be able to have, you know, I need to be able, if I could wheel a deal with someone, I can convince them to join us. He has this amoral side to him that I find interesting. Yeah. Uh, and of course, as she as she stated in the warning, as they as they progress through the forest, a bunch of zombies appear. Yep. Um, to attack them, and Kingfisher and Frozen Wonder stay behind to basically uh, distract the zombies, whilst Young and Crow and Sharpshooter enter deeper into the forest to go find Knight. Uh, and at this point, we get to see a bit of Knight, and she. Calls Crow by a different name. Oh, I didn't notice that. So, oh wait, no, I think she, I did. What was the name? Yeah. So she calls him the um uh, uh enigmatic Gale. Ah, oh, yeah. I was. I, I yeah. at first I'm like, what the heck is she talking about? Then I'm like, oh, that's probably another name for Crow. Yeah. So yeah. So she also has a history with him. Mm-hmm. As as you probably have already guessed, though, due to Crow knowing exactly like you know how she operates. Yep, that's a. And then we and then basically the episode ends uh, with um, a, with um, a Frozen Wonder and Kingfisher fighting off the zombies in the only real action scene this episode. Yes, <laughs> I, I thought we weren't gonna get one, and then we got to see them fighting a ton of zombies. It was it was a lovely. It's it is exactly the type of fight scene that this uh, show does well. Just infinite number of uh, of little cronies to look awesome smacking with your spear. It's great. Yes. I Which of course it. we also then find out that like you know I um uh, that Kingfisher is no slouch in the fighting department. She's either. so elegant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for episode three. We yep. are we are going to run into night next um uh, next episode um and hopefully get her to join the team. But mm-hmm. for now though, Brian, what did you think of episode three? I mean, it was like exposition the episode. It was the yes. it was the Council of Elrond of if we're gonna continue our Lord of the Rings metaphors, um, of an of a seventeen episode or whatever anime where they basically just sat around a dinner table and said, Listen, dudes, this is what we have to do. Here's Mordor, here are the things we have to get past to get there. Um, here's who we're going to collect to do it. 
and let's go. Uh, so yeah, it was it was nice getting that all laid out. There were some really nice moments. Uh, I think my highlights, like I said, were pretty much anything with Frozen Wonder in this episode because I loved all of his wild gesticulating. Uh, yes. And then I loved his wild combative gesticulating that happened at the end of the episode. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Uh, but overall, it seemed mostly like an informational episode. Uh, just yes. trying and to impart a lot. There will be, be a few more of these uh, later mm -hmm. on, but they're not so much... Uh, so basically, this is all basically just to set up the journey, as it were, the quest. Yeah. Um, whereas in in later episodes, where there's just where there's just like because actually there are there will be episodes later on that will actually just be all talking, no fighting whatsoever. Uh -huh. But in those moments, it's more about like the battle of words, in which you basically get to see the writers um, of the show, like just how just how good they are at basically like creating combat through words interesting yeah i'd be really curious to see that um what stood out to you going back to this episode like what are the parts that maybe were new to you on your oh, 50th geez, viewing? just all the foreshadowing <laughs> 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 yeah like there's just like specific little things like you know at the beginning with sharpshooter asking crow like you know what name are you going by now um uh -huh. With Young mentioning that, like, you know, most swords he sees, not all, but most swords he sees are fake. Uh-huh. And, like, just, thing, just things like that, that, like, you know, normally, if you had, like, you know, had no, um, uh, uh -huh. like, you know, if you had no context for, for, like, you know, I, and, like, and, like, for later on in the series, they mm. would, they, 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 they'd mean nothing. But now it yeah. basically is, but, like, you know, for me now, it's just a joy just being like, oh, they're actually setting everything up, like, already. Yeah. Exactly. Their puppet strings. Actually, I was about to say they have their puppet strings, but there aren't any puppet strings. These are yeah, not nope. stringed puppets. They have their... And mm -hmm. thank the Lord for that. Those <laughs> things are creepy. Yeah, that's actually true. These are way better puppets. Um, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I Actually, it was interesting to me because both of those lines you mentioned, I like, since I'm kind of listening carefully for the, the podcast, I noticed both of those and made me wonder like what the context of them was when he mentioned that most swords i'm like huh i wonder what kind of experience you've had in the past then and similarly when when uh sharpshooter greeted him i was kind of, i, I kind of noticed that line as well and it it made me wonder i like those little lines that make you realize that there's a little bit more going on than just the than what you're seeing in the moment so those were nice yes um so for uh this for um uh this episode i wanted to uh sort of maybe uh go back okay. to the um to to our comparisons to Tolkien and whatnot. Yeah. And kind of and kind of dig into the uh like you know, kind of like, you know, as you mentioned, um the dinner scene is sort of similar to the Council of Elrond or whatever it's called in Lord of the Rings. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. And sort of like, you know, get into like kind of like how fantasy deals with like game plans in general. Uh-huh. Just because I always find that, like, that, like, you know, like, a lot of fantasy, it just sort of, like, the quest happens, mm -hmm. and, like, it's, it's, and it's sort of, like, in, like, you know, especially, like, in Japanese fantasy, it's sort of is, like, the protagonist just, like, stumbles upon somebody, uh -huh. and then that person just happens to have the skill they need to progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all but, very happenstance. Yeah, but actually, like, having a game plan, having, like, knowing, knowing, like, exactly who you need for this, mm -hmm. it feels 
almost like a heist. I thought the exact same thing when they were doing that, like we're going to go here and then here and then here. It was very much like a heist setup scene where everyone gathers around the table and the cool music plays and they're like, all right, how are we going to break in here? We have to get past the laser grid and then we have to get past the uh, motion sensors, etc. It was kind of an equivalent to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I really like characters like Crow or like Gandalf because they're basically heist masters of fantasy. The reason that plan exists is because they're manipulating everything. Like a character within the world has a really broad view and it's almost like, what would you say, metagaming the whole fantasy quest. And that's like very much what Gandalf is doing and very much what Crow seems to be doing. Yeah, that's actually kind of what, like, I've actually been watching this again, sort of like, you know, trying to like, you know, keep in mind the differences, you know, in terms of sort of like uh, between Western uh, and like, you know, like, um, uh, in like um uh and like um uh eastern fantasy and mm-hmm. really seeing like because i mean like it's true that like you know like because like you know last episode we mentioned how like you know and just sort of how like a lot of this really does feel like um really does feel um uh similar to monkey in terms of uh-huh. like the skills they have and in terms of like in and in terms of how like the journey is structured but it also does feel almost almost like a tolkien-esque journey though in terms of how it in terms of how you do have somebody who knows what's up the the entire time. And yeah. I find that melding to actually be, like, really interesting. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And it also makes me wonder, like, when I think back to a lot of famous kind of Tolkien style fantasy stories, typically how the story gets m- progresses it or makes the protagonist take uh, agency is by getting rid of that character, normally by murdering them. Um, mm-hmm. now often they come back at some point later when they are no longer like needing to lead the party, but it keeps, I keep looking at Crow and being like, how numbered are your days? When is someone going to like <laughs> slice your head off? Like h- how long until we, we need that to happen? Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually, that's actually like, yeah, that, uh, yeah. Like that's actually pretty fascinating because like my first time watching it, I didn't have I sort of like I I wasn't like thinking uh-huh. along the lines of you know like a Western uh, style fantasy to where like you know to where that character does get killed off uh-huh. and I was like and I wasn't even like you know like expecting it I was just sort of like you know like oh like you know Crow's just gonna be here and just be yep. and, like you know just and like and like you know just kind of like you know be the like annoying like game master the entire time right so. So, like, with you, like, going in with this expectation for him being killed is actually really interesting. And I'm uh-huh. actually, like, really, and, and I'm actually, like, really, like, um, uh, you know, like, I'm actually, like, really, like, looking forward to seeing your reaction to, like, and in, in terms of, like, how it, and in terms of, like, how his character uh, does, like, progress. As yeah. Like, uh, uh, because it could be argued that young is not the is not the protagonist right well it's their two faces at the end of the title sequence right yeah 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 uh yeah he's he sort of is the protagonist but he's also just sort of along for the ride yep yep crow is definitely like if there's a number one like plot thread pulling me through this show the mystery i want solved it's what his plan is um yeah what he's doing here like is he just trying to save the world what's his history why does he know everyone in the world (laughs) these are the kind of things that i'm i'm curious to get answered so yeah and i'm almost certain that you will feel um that you will feel satisfied by the ending 
<laughs> all right i look forward to that and it a lot has happened in three episodes when i really yeah yeah this is all this is all just to set up the story and while there will be story beats to to come especially ne- especially the next episode is going to be pretty story heavy as well uh-huh um but basically like as soon as the team gets assembled and as soon as the actual like quest begins there there will be a lot more fighting <laughs> oh good that's, I mean, as much as this story stuff is nice, I really want to see puppets hit each other. It's yes, uniquely satisfying. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, like always, Brian, you have a haiku? I do. This is based on a character from the show. It doesn't necessarily have to be from the last episode we saw, but it is a character in the show. Uh, and mm-hmm. here we have my latest one. <clears throat> Plagued by crippling fear, he guides our hero bravely until he runs away. Do you know who this is about? Hmm. Could you could you repeat that? Yes. Plagued by crippling fear, he guides our hero bravely until he runs away. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Like I just can't like think of anybody who is like scared? <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is—I mean, well, mm-hmm. in this episode, there are there are definitely two characters who are scared. Okay. Uh. Hmm. I want to say Frozen Wonder. That is a the best guess among the Fellowship uh, uh, people, but it is actually. In the last episode, the shop owner who gives him bread. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Who is my favorite character so far. I thought that you were referencing to when Frozen Wonder, like, when he tells mm. when he tells a kingfisher to like you know stand back and he'll yes. take care of it that was very he'll close lead her on. but nope i'm talking about the guy Jeez. who gave him bread wow that is that is a dirty trick thank you i thought i needed to I mix have... things up a little for yeah episode yeah three. i definitely need to keep in mind all all of the npcs from now yep on. gotta think of extras i gotta make this hard for you there are too few characters to make it difficult for the fellowship so now we're oh. who knows what it could be yeah, that was great, actually. Thank, Thank you. you. Wow. Yep. So I guess now we need to talk about that character a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's invent. Let's. Uh, what's his name? What would be a good name for him? Uh, let's call him Pawn because Pawn means bread in Japanese. Oh, and he's also like a pawn of the yeah. evil clan. That's good. That's good. So Pawn, it just lived in the in that little town very happily, making his bread. Um. It, what does he have a family i would assume he would okay so he has a family he has two daughters named mm-hmm. pin and <laughs> poon he's very okay. bad at naming things <laughs> but it's a family tradition apparently and yeah he, he was just very very happy living with living with his daughters actually i i take it back he had one daughter and the story his story is that his daughter they were always eating out because he was so busy he never had time to cook her dinner uh until finally she came to him and was like let's make home cooked meals so he started doing that with her and they started making meals together and getting really close to doing that and they also did it with a uh 
someone from the school he works at. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. You 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 can stop. All right. <laughs> You can, uh, if you want to know what Brian is talking about, go watch Sweetness and Lightning over at, over, over, over at Crunchyroll. And if you want to keep on watching, uh, this series, um, uh, Thunderbolt Fantasy with us, you can also do that over at Crunchyroll. Uh-huh. Uh, we will be watching it, we will be watching episode four next week, which is The Whereabouts of the Soul Echo Flute. Ooh, all right, so I'm guessing we're going to find out about the Soul Echo Flute in this next one. We will find out at least where its whereabouts are. Cool. And hopefully we'll get this crazy necromancer lady. Has she had her soliloquy yet? She didn't, did she? She has not yet. Right. She will, I, be, I believe she has hers next next episode. Cool. I love those. So we yeah. have that to look forward to. All right. Well, that until, I guess, episode four, we're yep, good to which go. Will be, yeah, which will be in two weeks. Look forward to to that, and until then, may your translations always be spotty. (laughs) 